Welcome back to Sleepless in St. Canard, where we are currently covering the Boom Studios edition of the Darkwing Duck comics. We are currently one quarter of the way through the second arc, Crisis on Infinite Darkwings, so let's hop right back into the discussion. Issue six. All of that was in the first issue? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. I kind of... You covered a lot of ground. It's because I was actually looking, like, previously I was looking at my notes, and this time I was looking at my notes and the comic pages, so I was quoting a bit more from the comic, because there were some corny lines that I just didn't think could be missed. All right, so we start off with previously in Darkwing Duck. It's a double whammy for the web-footed warrior known as Darkwing Duck. The deranged Darkwing duplicate Negaduck has teamed up with the unscrupulous sorceress Magicka Dispel to kidnap and brainwash a flock of other Darkwings from other dimensions, all for the purpose of destroying St. Canard and our Darkwing's good name. If that isn't bad enough, even the very water supply of St. Canard has grown a little unsettling as ordinary citizens are starting to go missing, lost to sea. Which is, I guess, a reference to, you know, at the very beginning, the fishermen got pulled into the water. Yep. Yep. Issue six. I will say I really like the imagery that this starts off with because, of course, I do. It's Negaduck. But basically, it's a silhouette. <laughs> it's a silhouette of him standing on a gargoyle that looks like Goliath from Gargoyles. And he's... Okay. Initially, it's supposed to look like it's Darkwing because, like, you can't quite see the colors very well since he's shadowy and it says this city is forever on the edge between chaos and order it yearns for a hero it needs someone to shine a light into the darkness even when it may seem the darkest of wait even when it may seem the darkest of all that doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) oh well i guess negaduck is not very great at monologues. And then it shows that it's <laughs> Negaduck, and he says, too bad I had to show up. And then we get a flashback where he says, this is the plan, this is how it started, and he's leaning against uh, a storefront, whistling casually, and then he whips out a giant mallet and smashes the inside of the store. And then we get this uh, cool imagery of him with a silhouette, again, holding like the giant mallet, and he's grinning evilly. I really love like the art for this part in general. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. So suddenly a voice says, you may be a new player to the crime stage, stranger, but your act is already stale. And we see it's Quiverwing Duck. My God. So it's a flashback basically to being in Quiverwing's universe. So Quiver- so Negadex just standing there and he, I guess, uh, I'm a little confused. Okay, yeah. So Magicka Dispel zaps, comes up from behind and zaps and hypnotizes and mind controls Quiverwing and he passes out and Negaduck hogties him. And Magicka says, again with the rope? What, you don't trust my persuasive dust? Once we render them comatose, we have total control over them. And Negaduck says, I know, Magicka, I know. Your spell has worked gangbusters. It's just that in every dimension we go to, we're targeting that world's Darkwing Duck. And you can never go too far with Darkwing Duck. 
<laughs> I have actually seen people do fan parodies of this part. <laughs> so, so they're walking, and you can see once again. There's a lot of like obvious signage in this, and I guess it's because technically this is a comic for kids, and there's a big sign that says Subway. So they're heading to the subway, and it's locked up. And she says, is that why, since I freed you from those buckets of bolts, we seem to have spent time in every dimension but our own? And then Negaduck says, your own, Magica, my dear. When you freed me from the crime bots to propose a team-up, I knew we had to utilize all our abilities. And then it shows him, like, using his chainsaw to smash open and break the locks on the subway. And he says... I mean, I offer so much more than just mindless destruction, and Magica is just, like, side-eyeing him, looking incredibly <laughs> unimpressed. <laughs> Are they dragging Quiverwing behind them? Uh, Negaduck has him over his shoulder. He threw him over his shoulder, and he's all tied up oh. and unconscious. Yes. So, okay. <laughs> so they're heading down an escalator. And Negaduck says, I figure if I, just one interdimensional doppelganger of Darkwing Duck, can create so much wonderful havoc, what would happen if you had many? A whole army, even. And since it's your brilliant mastery of the black arts that we use to control this army, there's no way we can lose. And then Magicka is like, hee hee hee, thank you, darling. And then you see like a thought bubble. And she says, just get me closer to Darkwing Duck's sidekick in Scrooge's number one dime. You can keep the compliments to yourself. She's clearly not falling for Negaduck's idea of, I guess, buttering her up or trying to keep her on his bad side. I don't know. Mm, well, I just want to say for the record that Negaduck referring to himself as a doppelganger of Darkwing seems pretty sus yes yes it does actually i think i brought that up to somebody i i i haven't reread the reviews that i i wrote for this I feel like like you just stood on a soapbox outside aaron sparrow and ian brill and everybody's house being like pulled out the megaphone excuse me i know that i wrote a review for this one and i'm pretty sure i brought this up in the review but i wrote this like in 2010 so and i haven't read it since so i can't remember but i that was i i truly believe that darkwing or negaduck would never see himself as a version of darkwing i think he sees himself as the true and only unique person and darkwing mm -hmm. is just a pale imitation of him basically mm -hmm. yeah yep. agreed so then they do some more uh exposition Negaduck says, configuring the abandoned parts of the St. Canard subway into a cross-dimensional transit system. Not bad, if I say so myself. And then Magica looks at Quiverwing, and she says, so what do you call this one? And Negaduck says, I don't know. And then it switches over to uh, Goslin, a shot of her sitting in the Mallard household, and Negaduck's little narrative over top says, but the outfit sure looks familiar. So it's referencing the fact that, you know, Negaduck was the one who had to deal with the Quiverwing Quack in the original episode, mm -hmm. and Quiverwing Duck is dressed up like her. Okie doke. And so now we have uh, Drake Mallard, Launchpad with his large tie. Goslin and Morgana are all in the living room, and 
Drake is ranting on about how he's public enemy number one, and then Launchpad helpfully points out that actually he's public enemies one through five. Hmm. And Take he, that, Dr. Slug. Yeah, and Drake's like, yeah, thank you for reminding me, Launchpad. This version of Morgana, I think they played it safe. She's definitely... Um, She's not like the show. Essentially, like, you know how we always talk about how her personality is pretty inconsistent? I feel mm -hmm. like they had to kind of go their own way with her because of that. So she's calmer and more supportive. She puts her hands on D Drake's shoulders and she says, Dark, let's not just, let's not get too emotional. We just need to focus and figure out why this is happening. So she's kind of like the voice of reason now, even though she's the one in the cartoon that tends to get really emotional and you know, zappy. Mm -hmm. But I can kind of see why they had to do that because I feel like in modern day, the personality that they had, like we talked about it in my Valentine Ghoul episode, it's like the old ball and chain gag where it's like, you know, they're those women, they're so emotional. So like, I feel like they, they kind of updated Morgana a little bit. And she did have her moment. She turned him into a hand. So there we got our one in. Yes. So Drake says, of course, honey bunch. What are these incidents that I'm getting the blame for again? So I guess he calls her honey bunch. I wish he had gone with honey wumpus. I think that mm. would have been a good callback. But even then, he, he doesn't really use names for her. Yeah. And then we get a panel that I know you would be happy for, Kitty. Oh, are there model feet? There are model feet. So, so Darkwing's trying to make sense of all these perpetrators that all are saying they're Darkwing Duck, and then suddenly there's a mob marching down the street, and leading the mob is Herb Muddlefoot. The angel of avian way. He's wearing his Hawaiian shirt, but it's yellow for some reason, not green. Oh, that's the winter wardrobe. Yes, and they're all, like, they're all holding up signs there's one that says when there's trouble you blame dw and oh. <laughs> and then there's another sign that says bring back bonkers <laughs> <laughs> is herb holding a sign uh he's holding a megaphone and he's saying oh. he says one two three four darkwing duck has got to go because he is a menace and a danger to all of us and weren't we better off without him back when he wasn't uh, around and then Tank is standing next to him, and he says, I think your chance could be a bit catchier, Dad. Wow. I think he's right. <laughs> um, I also, I don't know that I buy that, that her model foot would feel negatively about anything. I knew you were going to say that, honestly. I knew. I was, in fact, I wrote it in the note. Pause and wait for Kitty's feedback on this. Yeah. Because, yeah, even in the show, Herb was kind of like a Darkwing Duck fan to the, like, not to the extreme, but he really liked Darkwing. And he was like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're personal pals, you know? So I couldn't see him turning that quickly, but I guess that this was their way of getting in a Muddlefoot cameo. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, gotta dip a toe in there every once in a while with those feet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, appreciate the effort. And Tank is holding up a sign that says purple is the color of evil. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I feel like then that would Tank should be wearing purple then. <laughs> Good point. 
So now uh, we're back to a reporter on the beach by the Audubon Bay, and he says his name is Myron Plastic, and he's here at Audubon Bay for this St. Canardian life. And he says, no doubt you've heard of the strange occurrences here. The waters have become choppier, truly violent. Fishermen and surfers have been reported missing since going in. One thing we've noticed in doing this story is that the waters really reflect the mood of this city. As violent Darkwing Duck-related incidents occur, along with the growing anti-Darkwing sentiments, the water just gets more and more unpredictable. And then he gets, and then he says, it's like the anger in the people is being regurgitated by, and then he's swallowed by a wave that has an angry face. Okay. So there seems to be two things. Like, there's two... This is the B plot. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely two things going on here that aren't completely related, but they keep bringing it up, so clearly it is going to become a thing. So, we're back to... The Darkwing residence, Darkwing's deciding he needs to gather everyone at the Audubon Bay Bridge so that he can make, make an announcement and be like, it's not me. <laughs> Everybody, I just thank you for coming. It's not, it wasn't me. <laughs> we saw you on the camera. It wasn't me. But we saw you flying the spaceship. It wasn't me. You were shooting bows and arrows. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> And you were about the ball. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Darkwing's forming his plan. He's telling uh, Launchpad to use his power at Quackworks to get the word out that Tuesday at 5 p.m., Darkwing will be at the bridge. And he will silence his critics once and for all. And then he tells Morgana that they're going to combine their powers and put an end to all this. I don't know what powers Drake is talking about for himself, because Morgana is the one who has all the power here. It's just like he's patting her. Our power. They're, they're coming. <laughs> um, also, like, why does he just call uh, up his buddy Gizmoduck to vouch for him? We'll find out much, much, much later down the road. Goslin has the suit, remember? She has the gizmo suit. So there's only one gizmo suit? Yeah, and Goslin has it. And there's no no explanation at the moment as to where Gizmo Duck is. He's not mentioned at all. (gasps) That should be the march to Herpa's spearheading. He should be where's Gizmo Duck? Well, you're not going to find that out for a very long time. Get me some white out. I'm rewriting this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Goslin's like, well, what can Gosmoduck do? How, how can I help? And he's like, you can stay home. The most important job of all. Or rather, he says, I need you to be one of the thousands watching in awe and cheering as Darkwing Duck clears his reputation. When will he ever learn? He won't. He never will. He won't. So we're back to the subway. Uh, Negadex watching the news where they're saying, Today at 5 o'clock, Darkwing Duck addresses the controversy that surrounds him with awesomeness. 
Awesome. Okay. And then we get a shot of Negadek is sitting in like a lazy boy chair that's all ripped up and torn. And Magicka's like with her hands on her hips, like some kind of nagging wife. She says, oh, and I assume sitting around watching television is a vital part of our plan. And Negadek says, shush, this is important. That lame brain is actually going to try to respond to all the damage we've done to his formerly sterling reputation. Which, by the way, Negaduck, you and I both know that Darkwing never had a sterling reputation at any point in time. <laughs> ever. 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 And then we get some more exposition. He, rumor has it he's actually going to address how insane the waters have gotten. It means we're getting to him. And then Magicka says, what is happening with the water? Did you capture a sea monster, Darkwing, and bring it back without me knowing? And Negadex says, no, I wish I could take the credit for the bay swallowing up the idiot citizens of this beleaguered burg. But I suppose I'll just have to enjoy it as the second most exciting thing happening in St. Canard. Which, to be fair, they are idiot citizens, so. <laughs> See, I'm just constantly rewriting this in my head. And I feel like it would have been really funny if... Like, there was all of the, you know, the other Darkwings going around, but nobody really seemed to care that much. And, you know, Bay eating people was the big news story. So Darkwing is completely outraged that all these other Darkwings are tarnishing his reputation, and he's the only one that cares. <laughs> if only. That's my pitch. Also, there is what looks like an alcohol bottle in the background, but it's got a poison symbol on it. So I guess Negaduck just drinks poison in his spare time, which I, I could believe that. Yeah, sounds, sounds about right. So now we have come to the bridge. There, everybody's, There's thousands of people standing on the Audubon Bay Bridge, and it's both the pro and anti-Darkwing Duck factions have shown up. Hmm. And you get, like... There's, like, an angry-looking pigeon guy, and he's wearing a t-shirt with Darkwing's face on it, with it crossed out. And then you've got, like, other people with signs that say, We love you, Darkwing! Which, once again, I don't know if I can believe that. That's a bit of a stretch. Those people are plants. He paid them. So Darkwing appears in a puff of smoke, and he does his, I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bad reputation you just can't shake. I am Darkwing Duck. And then we get like a cameo of various duck and bird and dog face people that all look like the Disney princesses. Like there's a Mulan and a Snow White and a Jasmine in the audience. And uh, James Silvani put in a lot of like, cameos and Easter eggs in the Boom Studio comics. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff peppered throughout. But that one is very noticeable. He's got a royal reception. Yes, he does. So he gets up and he addresses everybody. And he's going on. He's saying, it has come to my attention that there are some people impersonating me, causing carnage in the streets and placing the blame on yours truly. I understand wanting to be me. I cannot stand by a side silent while pretenders perpetrate putrid unpleasantness. Okay. For an attack on my character is attack, an attack on all of St. Canard. And then he's, he's, he's grandstanding and he says, but why, why use words when I can 
give you all a physical demonstration of my convictions. Whoa. And he he stands up. he stands on the edge of the bridge like he's about to jump. And he says, you all know of the trouble we've had with the water around St. Canard. And then you see the water is like splashing around violently. And he says, let's make this fantastic. And Morgana is in the audience with her hands on her head like she's doing, you know, like when magic people are about to do some kind of magical spell and for some reason they touch their heads. She's doing that. They have to frame their temples, yes. She says, the best. So Darkwing looks out to the bay and he says, oh, foul enemy who resides under our calm sea, reveal yourself. And you can see Morgana is like trying to work some kind of magic, but they don't really explain what Morgana and Darkwing were even planning to do like she's standing in the audience using her magic and he's shouting at the bay but they don't really say why this was supposed to lead to so morgana is getting dizzy and she says she can't detect who is behind this and darkwing's uh getting kind of nervous because nothing's happening and then he says show yourself liquidator right and then liquidator does in fact climb out of the water and he says wrong okay and then he splooshes <laughs> I mean... he splooshes because there's a quite literally a giant sound effect that says sploosh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I know i know liquidator collapses onto the bridge and he says friends has this ever happened to you you're being made entirely Wait, you're a being made entirely of H2O while paying penance in your special made prison cell. A strange force takes over the city's surrounding body of water and draws you into it. I managed to break away, mostly because I wanted to get in front of all the cameras here. But heed my words, whatever is controlling the waters is more powerful, more dangerous than anything we've seen before. And then it does a shot of him, like, waving his arms around and screaming. And he says, act now. Your lives are a limited time offer. Hey. <laughs> It is. Whipping around all over the place here, story-wise. Yeah, so we've got Negadek and Magicka are watching this, but they're not involved in this water thing. This is like a whole separate thing that's also happening at the same time, this other devious force at work. We're back to Negadek and Magicka in the subway, and Negadek's taking a seat in his recliner, and he's saying, Great advice, you old wet puddle. What better time to add a little more fun into the mix? And then Magica whips out a switch with a big red button that's labeled the button. And she says, you think it's time for the button? And he says, ah, yes, the button. And then there's a shot of him pressing it. And then he stands up on the recliner and he says, release the dark wings. Oh, but he's rampaging. <laughs> I guess. I guess he's releasing all of them at once because they only released a few, but they have infinite dark wings. I would also like to add, just as a little fun background tidbit, I bought the original artwork for this page with Negaduck and Magica and the button. There's like a website called Cadence Comics, and they have the original the pencil work that James Silvani did, and then he inked it over because it wasn't inked digitally. It was inked with actual microns, or I assume what are micron pens. So I purchased this page and I own it. And it's kind of neat because 
I can still see the pencil marks where James made changes to the artwork. So like Negadex, yeah, so like Negadex hat, for example, looked a lot bigger and you can see he erased the lines on it and he inked it and the hat brim is a little bit smaller in the, the finished work. But it's actually really nice. Like his, his ink work is really clean. And considering like when you consider that Negaduck has a black mask and a black cape, when you're doing that kind of stuff with like actual ink, it's very easy to lose, you know, how like you have to draw like his eyes with the eyebrows, but they'll get lost if you draw Mm -hmm. the whole mask black. He managed to do it where like he kept the white space so that you can see the eyebrows and everything and it's just so crisp and clean like I was really impressed I also have to add that the comic book page you probably knew this already Kitty but it is massive oh, I did they're big yeah I didn't realize that comic book pages in real life like the actual original copies are huge I won't say the dimensions because it probably won't matter but it is about one and a half comics wide and two and a half comics tall. So if you took two Darkwing Duck comics and lined them up, it, it, it's basically like, that's how big it is. Like, it's, it's a pretty, it's like double the size of what the actual comic books are, which is pretty cool. This is how they draw all those little details. Yeah, and that makes sense, actually. Because, I, I mean, for me, I, I just assumed that this would have been done digitally. But I guess, like, it's colored digitally, but it was drawn with real media are there blue lines like did he use a blue pencil i don't think so i think it was actually regular pencil you can barely see them they're very very faint but it looks like erased pencil lines to me so i assume he just sketched it out and then he inked over it very cool yeah you have a piece of history of your favorite The reason I picked this page was because uh, it had some of my favorite Negaduck expressions. Like when he says, ah, yes, the button, he's smiling and he he has like the shark teeth. And he's Mm. just, he's so excited about pressing that button. And I was like, I need to own this page. And it was actually, it didn't cost that much money compared to, they had, you know, the cover I mentioned earlier where he's cutting through saying, here's Negzy. They had that page, the original art for that, but it was like $500. So I was like, I can't purchase that. But this page was cheaper. I forget how much it cost, but it wasn't an obscene amount of money. So, But yes, it is also Magicka and Negaduck together on one page, and I just have to live with that. So then we get all the Darkwings are being released. There's a guy in his office. He's typing away, and Darkwing Duck Bowling Ball just smashes through the window and lands on his keyboard and smashes it. And the guy says, what are you? And he says, I am the terror that rolls in the gutter. I am the 710 split you can't pick up. I am Bowling Ball Darkwing. And then the man says, are you a talking bowling ball? And the bowling ball says, why, Yes. And the guy looks at him for a panel. And then he starts screaming and says, everybody panic. I personally, like, I understand the gag. I get it. But I would have loved it if Darkwing Bowling Ball never spoke. 
Yeah, I was going to say, it, I I think it actually would have been kind of funnier if he was just silent. Because he is a bowling ball. His mouth doesn't move or anything. He just has, like, the three holes for a face, and he's mm. wearing a fedora. So it would be extra creepy if he just didn't make any noise. <laughs> that, may have, that may have translated better in, like, you know, a cartoon or in live action. Just people being harassed by a, a sentient... Silent bowling ball in a hat. Yeah, it's true. That's the spinoff I want. That's the reboot I want. I don't know if you've ever watched, uh, there's a cartoon called Villainous, which is like a a Spanish cartoon for Cartoon Network. It's the one with the character named Black Hat and the guy that wears the, the paper bag over his head, Dr. Flug. Anyways, there's an episode where there's a cactus and... The cactus is a, a parody stand-in of one of the main characters, but it's kind of like that where the cactus is silent, but like it appears in various parts of the episode, and there's like threatening music implying that like the cactus <laughs> is like moving around and stuff. And I could see that <laughs> translating over with Darkwing Bowling Ball. <laughs> there was um, a movie called Rubber, which was about a killer tire. I remember. I saw, I think I saw like a. <laughs> I think I saw that the tire ch- does not talk, but it does kill things. So, <laughs> oh, beautiful. Okay, so now it's raining dramatically on the bridge, and a giant tank pulls up, and Dark Warrior Duck appears, and he says, "Run while you can, Saint Canard. Soon, no place will be safe. The war of the Darkwings have begun." And then Darkwing's like, "Um, but I'm Darkwing." <laughs> <laughs> but also. Dark Warrior's whole gig was making things safe. Yeah, and he's not hypnotized either. Oh. Okay. But uh, a little background tidbit for you. I was told that Ian Brill, when he was planning this arc out and they were planning the Darkwings, he wanted to bring in a character named Dark Knight Duck. What I guess Ian had in mind was a Dark Knight Returns parody that sounded very similar to Dark Warrior. And then Aaron was like, well, you could just use Dark Warrior Duck instead. So that's why Dark Warrior is in this. But he was originally Dark Knight Duck. Okay. I don't know if maybe that influences maybe why he's not acting the same. I don't know. But also, how does that work? He's from the future. I guess this is a an ultra an other dimensional Darkwing that is mm, okay. not from the future. I don't know why I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> so Morris Bulba was a blender. I don't I should just give up. <laughs> Carry on. You could tell me that ham sandwich Darkwing shows up next and saves the day and I won't say anything. It's fine. It's all good. It's fine. Oh I mean I feel like that actually was one of the gags, but I can't remember if it got removed or not. There is... Okay. Wait, what? Ham sandwich Darkwing? <laughs> I, I can't remember. I feel like I read something where there was, like, a whole... There was a few different Darkwings like that that I think got removed. But one of them, I think, might have been a ham sandwich. I can't remember. Did I, did I secretly help write this? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you were hypnotized. You were hypnotized. <laughs> I was brainwashed, and I just keep going to Starbucks, and I don't know why. (laughs) So we get a full-page layout of 
a bunch of different Darkwings, and you have the, the Magicka and Negadex floating heads watching this from the sky. And there's, I'm not going to name them all because there's too many, but there's the flying monkey Darkwing ducks, and there's several of them. And then there's the giant Sumer Reslo dark, Darkwing duck, and you see kind of some references from the cartoon. Like you see a jumping Jack Flash or whatever that one was from Jailbird, where he was trying on all the different disguises of villains. Do you remember that? Um, he was like the bearing, the, the bearing, barren bouncing of badness or something, and he was like on little springed feet, and he had like a really <laughs> stupid hat on. He's he's in the background, and then you see, uh, I think it's from what's the episode up up and awry, where Darkwing Duck tries to dress up like in a gizmo duck suit but it's like a garbage can <laughs> with like roller skates he's in that and yes. you see you see arachno duck mm-hmm. and demolition duck but also i think there's like a batman duck oh there's literally a kitchen sink duck so like a oh. kitchen sink with a darkwing duck fedora well yeah because it's everything and the kitchen sink ha 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 there's a Tinkerbell Darkwing, a Werewolf Darkwing, and a Fozzie Darkwing, I think, like the Muppet. Oh, yeah, Boom was doing a Muppets comic at that time, too, weren't they? I think they were. I think they were. And then we see Launchpad. He's in his office watching a, a Tarzan and a dragon and a Spaceman Darkwing he says, all right, boys, it seems we're in a whole mess of trouble now. And he calls upon the crime bots, which are at their regular mundane jobs. And they come back, I guess, to fight the Darkwings. Okay. You're saying that a lot. And I feel like it's a mood. I it just at this point, it's just like, yeah, sure. Why not? I, I also don't feel like Launchpad has been very Launchpad-y at all. He's, yeah, he's basically been playing the role of a CEO and he hasn't really been doing much sidekicking so far. Yeah. It seems like Darkwing's biggest fan and everything. You'd think he would have been super keen on at least meeting one of the other Darkwings. It's true. It's, it's not really a thing, unfortunately. Has anybody tried talking to them? Like, <laughs> hug it out, guys. Hug it out. So we get Goslin at school where all the flying monkey Darkwings are attacking the kids and she decides that this is a proper emergency so she puts on the Gosmo Duck suit. Also, um, I feel like having your secret identity name as part of your superhero name not the, the smartest of ideas. Well, this is also the same city where they all think Darkwing is several different people at once, so... I think true Shay. <laughs> I think she's okay. And then we get uh, the last page of this issue, which is Dark Warrior is about to attack them, but Morgana zaps them away and back to the Mallard household. And Darkwing is like kind of shocked for some reason at the sight of Dark Warrior, and Morgana's like, "You have to snap out of it." There's people that need your help. And then Darkwing's filled with determination. And he says, yes, I am Morgana Macabre's boyfriend. I am Lunchpad McQuack's best friend. And I am Goslin Mallard's father. I am Darkwing Duck, the one and only. To be continued. Mm, well, I mean, 
you probably should have talked about your relationship status with Morgana before you made that announcement. <laughs> but that's okay. So since you know, the last thing that happened before she got brainwashed was you ghosted her. So although e she could be into that ghosts, you know. Yeah, I, I think I could see it. I don't think she'd be picky. Well, that's all we have for issue six of the Darkwing Duck comics, the official halfway mark for Crisis on Infinite Darkwings. Join us next week where we forge onward with issue seven. And remember, crime doesn't sleep and neither do we. Bye, y'all.